Today's episode of the Watson Weekly Podcast is sponsored by Commerce Tools. The world of commerce is fast-paced and constantly changing. Commerce Tools, the global leader in commerce and creator of the powerfully composable mock architecture, enables commerce leaders to turn possibilities into reality. Commerce Tools helps businesses go from underperforming to overachieving, and from keeping up to setting the pace, all at a lower total cost. Go to commercetools.com to learn how to get started. It's October 9th, 2023, and this is the Watson Weekly, your essential e-commerce digest. Today on our show, the great profitability correction seems to be affecting everyone. TikTok shop feeds dominated by Schlock. Toys are us to open 24 new stores. Holiday season retail predictions. And finally, the Investor Minute, which contains five items this week from the world of venture capital, acquisitions, and IPOs. But first in our shopping cart full of news, the great profitability correction seems to be affecting everyone. Has your company gotten the memo yet? Cost-cutting projects targeting tens of basis points of margin have become significant. Last week, logistics company Flex laid off 33% of its staff. Lululemon shut down its mirror division. Thrasio engaged a restructuring advisor. Flexport is going to lay off another 30% as well. And Nike missed its revenue targets. Which got me thinking. Here's something I see in company after company right now. Soft traffic and revenue targets being missed. Extra discounting or marketing spend to recover some of the lost traffic. Supply chain costs rising, resulting in near constant prioritization, cost-cutting targets, focus on inventory levels, and carrier spend. Brands are now moving to second and third order cost-cutting measures, primarily focused on identifying unprofitable consumer segments. What's the goal of all this? hitting your profitability number, even if there is a challenge hitting your revenue goal. All of this affects startups particularly acutely because cash is the key to your runway. Let's use this analysis as applies to another Flex-based logistics company that has been the king of drama lately, Flexport. One simple way to look at the entire saga is a sharp disagreement over when Flexport would need to raise money. Dave Clark, the former CEO of Flexport, was clearly comfortable raising money in 2024. Of course, the entire board seemed to think otherwise. The fact that the board won means that restructuring advisors could show up here soon as well. And actually, they kind of did. Almost regardless of your situation, if you're in a startup that has less than 12 months of financial runway and are burning cash, then difficult decisions will need to be made soon. First, the hiring freezes, and then the layoffs. Particularly in the retail world, after holiday peak, it could get ugly. If any of the Watsonians in the audience are at startups, my completely unprofessional financial advice is to increase your emergency savings from 6 to 12 months if you haven't already. Many job seekers I speak with report that it's more difficult to find a company fit, which is very different than even a year ago. Our second story. TikTok shop feeds are dominated by Schlock. Is everything Schlock now? 
I've been watching the launch of TikTok Shop over the past few weeks, and perhaps I'm in the wrong algorithm. Are fast push games, pop darts, and shadow work journals really the best we have to offer? Perhaps my algorithm only seems to find the junk. Well, of course, there's a ton of this junk on Amazon. But in the short term, does this mean that TikTok Shop is really not cutting into it as much as it would into Wish and Timu? This is not to say that brands or influencers can't succeed on TikTok Shop, but I am just laughing at the initial selection on the channel. Some of my friends in the audience who spent time on Facebook's marketplace, I'm sure are watching and laughing a bit right now. In the long term, this too will pass. The key to this marketplace will be which brands take advantage of influencers and how good they are at promoting your products. If this doesn't pass, we could be back here in a couple of years wondering why yet another social media site would try yet another e-commerce venture. Our third story. Toys R Us to open 24 new stores. Recent news has Toys R Us making a comeback into the U.S. retail market beyond the previous Macy's deal. It's a sad gap we've just experienced since Toys R Us declared bankruptcy in 2017 and 2018, with the last U.S. stores closing in 2021. What most people in the U.S. do not realize is that the U.S. was the exception, not the rule. Toys R Us has been operating continuously in many countries around the world, despite the historical U.S. difficulties, which most of them have actually been caused by too much debt, which is a common retail problem in the United States. The controlling interest in Toys R Us is owned by a licensing firm named WHP Global, who acquired a controlling stake in Toys R Us in 2021. Since then, the biggest coup for WHP has been their agreement with Macy's, who is funding and operating the toys category in all its stores. The company Go Retail has secured a license to operate 24 stores in the United States starting in 2024. Additionally, Toys R Us is coming to cruise ships and hotels. I didn't read who is operating these, but I expect them to be very experiential and especially a draw for families. Whether or not it works, it's worth it for WHP Global to try, right? Just a note for listeners that I am on the board of advisors for WHP Plus, which is a digital arm of WHP Global. For WHP Global itself, this is elementary. As the intellectual property owner of an extremely valuable global brand name, if WHP Global can invent a concept that someone else agrees to operate for you, you can generate licensing revenue from it. If you're curious to understand licensing, the simple way is to watch Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank. Most of his deals kind of work that way, and he seems to make most of the money. As part of this deal, WHP Global itself takes none of the inventory risk from any of its partners as they operate it. But back to the consumer for a moment, I do think that Toys R Us stores need to be a bit careful. In this economy right now, you have to be both premium and interesting enough to generate margins, but also value-oriented enough to generate consumer interest. For a retailer looking to break back into the market, that's a tricky balance to strike for a new store. And our last story, holiday season retail predictions. Many retailers are still focused on their bottom line since it's what they can actually control and while doing their best to understand consumer behavior. It seems like it's holiday data season, so I thought it would round up about four different articles I read this week from the likes of Yahoo, 
CNBC, The Wall Street Journal, and Retail Dive. Here's the bull case for the holiday season. Consumers seem to be in a mode where you only live once. YOLO! Because interest rates are so high, many middle class have given up saving for a house, which is a challenge for many retailers because consumers are reallocating money to experiences like vacations and luxury. Top retailers will likely be fine, in particular ones like Amazon, Walmart, and Costco. Target seems to be repositioning down market to get the consumer's attention again. A friend of mine at a major brand recently said to me that you're either Louis Vuitton or Walmart right now, and there's not much in the middle, and I kind of agree with her. MasterCard says retail holiday spending will be up 3.7%, whereas Deloitte predicts around 4%, up from last year. E-commerce holiday spending predictions by MasterCard indicate about a 6% gain, while Deloitte predicts a midpoint of around 11% year-over-year growth. Of course, small and medium businesses tend to do much better than this, even in worrisome times because e-commerce is still growing twice as fast as physical retail, and the growth is coming from a smaller base. Plus, you're in gifting season, which means that consumers have to spend on something. On the other hand, there is a bear case for the holiday season. Inventory levels are leaner across the board, which at some point limits the season's upside. However, I do think retailers selling through their inventory and hitting their forecast would be kind of put in the good problem bucket. Apparel could be challenged according to MasterCard, meaning flat to down this year. Research firm Global Data suggests home goods could also struggle as well. Inflation is still not done climbing, and retail data has it up 0.6% month over month in August, which overall is up 3.7% since last year. Not to mention, Student loan repayments begin in October, which is a huge wild card in everyone's data. No one quite knows how the consumer will respond to this. All in all, another mixed season, but there is still some hope depending on your category and price points. After all, people need to spend during holiday on their friends and family. You just kind of need to be the product that they can stretch their dollar with. Hey, Watsonians. Did you know that TikTok Shop has a few problems experienced by many large e-commerce businesses? If you were in our online community, you would. To stay on top of what's going on in e-commerce and join the conversation, visit community.rmwcommerce.com today. Now a word from our sponsor, Commerce Tools. When a multi-billion dollar beauty brand's e-commerce platform neared the end of its life, the entire business was at risk including the ability to serve customers. By switching to commerce tools and embracing a more flexible mock architecture, the retailer's vision for connecting in-store and personalized shopping experiences became a reality. The brand can now roll out new features within days, securing its position as a modern brand that uses technology to its advantage. If you're being held hostage by your technology platform and your developers have thrown up their hands, tell them to start a free trial at commercetools.com today. It's that time, friends, for our Investor Minute. We have five items on the menu today. First, Mejury announced $100 million in total funding and new growth initiatives. Canadian jewelry brand Mejury announced that it has raised $100 million in total funding and unveiled a new app, loyalty program, and plans for more retail locations. 
The direct-to-consumer brand is currently not profitable, but its affordable luxury jewelry business is growing. Second, AI-powered search engine for e-commerce, Deft, raises $1.8 million seed round. Deft, an AI-powered product search engine, raised a $1.8 million seed round after exiting Stealth. Currently focused on furniture and home decor, this feels like a 2023 version of an e-commerce portal. Remember those? Third, BoxBot raises $12 million Series A. BoxBot has raised a $12 million Series A and the company's initially focused on autonomous last-mile delivery, but pivoted to automated warehouse-based package sortation for last-mile carriers. Fourth, Amazon partners with generative AI startup Anthropic. Amazon has partnered with AI startup Anthropic, an open AI competitor to accelerate the adoption of generative AI. Amazon will invest up to $4 billion in the startup, and Anthropic will become an exclusive user of Amazon Web Services and will make its software available to AWS clients. And finally, Series raises $25 million in seed and Series A. Modular finance and operations platform Series has raised $25 million to offer enterprise ERP-like features to manage your day-to-day better. Listeners, we have a new sector called Enterprise Operating Systems to aggregate the daily tasks done by operations and finance team. Is ERP no longer cool? Was it ever cool? Well, today's final word for the week of October 9th is notebook. I was at an event last week with a bunch of good friends in the e-commerce space, and I got a fun mention on stage for taking notes in the front row. Who knew that note-taking was controversial? Seriously, it was the highlight of my week. If you were also at the event that I can't name, put on by the company that I also can't name, it was actually great being at the party everyone knows about and not being there with you. That's all for this week. Till next time, Watsonians. Hi, I'm Rick Watson, CEO and founder of RMW Commerce Consulting and host of the Watson Weekly Podcast, your essential e-commerce digest. Our production partner for the series is Citizen Racecar. The show is produced by Jose Baez. Production manager, Gabriela Montequin. To hear new episodes of the show every Monday morning, subscribe now at rmwcommerce.com slash Watson Weekly and wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>